ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Nacho Barber. <laughs> and joining me is my co-host is Delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. And you know what that's in reference to. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, well, Kyle didn't come up with the name Delicious. He just said it should be your nickname. Yeah. But he actually came up with the Nacho. Yeah. You know, uh, because for Halloween, I had on this mask right here which scares the crap out of my dog even even when i hold it in my hand <laughs> it's actually a lot of fun if i want her to obey i just mirror and she like, do it yep and i was wearing or at least holding that belt and that was my costume there you go and yep so and when i posted that picture, that is still my profile picture on facebook on my <laughs> personal profile and when i put that on there that's what Kyle said. He he said uh, what he said, Nacho Barber. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what? There it is. <laughs> so, I don't know how long it'll last, you know, but uh, at least for right now, it sounds it sounds cool. So, um, yeah, you know what? We'll go with it. Good job, Kyle. Once again, you uh, you're the king of, of giving us nicknames. There you go. <laughs> so, so uh, but and Halloween was actually the reason why we couldn't record this past Monday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. And we actually got back to the house um, probably around like 7.45, 8 o'clock. And I even told my wife, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to text Dwayne and let him know what might Steve be able to record. And then I sat down and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, because, I mean, I'm not used to walking, you know, five miles. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I was walking with my son and his friend. Mm-hmm. You know, and I even like, one part, it was like, we came like, to an intersection and they're going down a road and it's a no outlet road. I'm like, y'all go ahead. I'll just wait right here. <laughs> yeah, I'll be okay. Uh, you know, I mean, and I can, there was other parents. I'm not worried about anything happening. There was actually, yeah. uh, they had some policemen out patrolling, just making sure everything was cool. And That's good. You know, so uh, they came back. I'm like, all right. And they're like, Dad, why don't you take the mask off? No. You know, I actually had a couple of people recognize me. Really? Yeah. And what, well, one guy was actually from, because I was wearing my brand new armchair booking hoodie. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, first time I've ever worn it. Uh, only time I've ever worn it so far. But I was wearing that, and I, I was like, hey, and his name is Tom. I was like, hey, Tom. Uh, so you recognize me? Yeah, you're Steve. <laughs> and, so, and he actually follows the show as well. He's a, oh, okay. he's a big wrestling fan. Um, his son played baseball with with my son. Yeah, you know, that's oh, okay. actually how we met. So, um, you know, another great dude. And you know, then I had somebody else was walking to me, Steve. I'm like, how'd you recognize me? <laughs> the scary thing was my phone recognized me when i did the face id oh well because yeah and i'm like now how is that happening because i pick it up and i mean the only thing sticking out is this mm-hmm. and i can say oh a face id i might have to do the co-. it just opened right up i'm like seriously <laughs> <laughs> i'm like how secure is that but it, but if i'm you know if i'm looking at my phone at night with my cpap on it mm-hmm. won't work no i have to do the code i mean i'm pretty sure you got that issue you know mm-hmm. Because you have Face ID on your phone? Uh, I do. I don't have it turned on right now, but I do. I've used it before, and it's like, I don't know. It After a while, I just turn it off because it's yeah. like, it doesn't always want to pick up. So I'm like, meh. And sometimes I'll forget it's even on, and I'll be like trying to get into like my bank or something, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll turn Oh, crap. Let me. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we were, <clears throat> we were not able to record on Halloween because, you know, well, it's Halloween. We're doing stuff with family, and I was, you know, I wore myself out. And, of course, uh, last Thursday, 
we were going to record, but unfortunately you had the flu run through your family like a Mack truck. Yep. And then the flu was running through the family and I was taking care of everybody. And then a day or two later, I got it. So Monday, me and Hope are in the bed because we were both had the flu and we're sick. (laughs) (laughs) Kids were better, but we were sick. And the Monday before that, I was actually down at the airport picking up my daughter because mm-hmm. we she actually flew in last week for a couple of days. We got to spend some time together. And first time I'd seen her since the beginning of August. Um, right. You know, because she is she is absolutely enjoying herself down at Disney. Uh, but she still she Good. still wanted to come home for a couple of days. She said something about missing Ohio weather. And I'm like, you are on absolute crack. <laughs> Uh, but she said, oh, I miss seeing like the four seasons, the leaves changing color. I'm like, yeah, but it's going to get cold. And then you're, you know, you would start complaining. I'd rather be in Florida, you know, mm-hmm. where we, we've been in Florida during Thanksgiving and during December. And, you know, we weren't worried about snow, even though one day we were down there in December and it was actually a slightly below freezing one morning and I didn't have any kind of cold weather stuff. So that's when I bought myself a hoodie at the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> so uh, and i wore it but i had to take it off a couple hours later and then before right. we went back to the hotel i had to put it back on again because that was the day we actually opened the park and closed the park at universal mm-hmm. because we were doing a tour after the park had closed it was yeah this whole thing but and by the way if anybody ever wants to go to, to universal or disney or anything any kind of trip period just let me know and i'll get my wife to contact you because that's what she does but anyway um and might as well give a shout out to all our stuff. Give our contact and listening info. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Might as well. That's a perfect time. Perfect segue. Except for now, I just said the word segue and it ruined it. But if you like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. Same thing on Instagram, armchairbookingpodcast. On Twitter, it's at bookingarmchair. On TikTok, it's at armchairbooking. You can find us on YouTube with the video. It's the only video platform I know of that we're on in and as far as audio platforms, we are on just about any kind of audio platform you can think of, even some that I keep constantly finding our podcast on other uh, other platforms that really? I didn't load them. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's like third parties that are picking them up. You know, like I load it up on Apple where something else picks it up off Apple to put it somewhere else. And I'm like, okay, cool. As long as they're listening, cool. Uh, that would actually kind of explain the listeners we have in different countries like India. We've We've had... A few listeners in India. We have listeners in in Myanmar. We have some down in Australia. We have some in England, um, in Bournemouth. That's actually another um, another wrestling podcast, and he actually puts out a kind of a fanzine for podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's listened to us. We have we have some listeners in Canada. We do yep. know that from the guys who's wrestling with the truth. Which, by the way, we are scheduled to be recording with them. And I'm very happy to announce that because they actually announced it on their podcast, cool. uh, the one cool. that came out yesterday. Uh, the episode we are be on is scheduled to be on the 30th of November. So we'll be recording with them on the 29th, which is uh, the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. That's another great podcast, Wrestling with the Truth. You have uh, BC Hunter and Jay Meyer. Jay Meyer Myers. Let me see. I, I got the notes written down um, because, yeah, BC Hunter and Jay Myers. You know, um, two great guys, very knowledgeable, very, very comparable to us because they go mm-hmm. old school and new school because so I mean, we ought to have some really good conversations with them then. Um, yeah. But, but if you want to hit up Dwaylon on his social, his Twitter is at fat underscore daddy 73. 
And you can always find him also on YouTube and TikTok at Big and Fat. He is the the fat daddy of the Big and Fat, you know, along with Big Mama. Not yep. the wrestler Big Mama, but Hope Big Mama. <laughs> And you can also find my other podcast, the Cubicle Chat, which we did. We yesterday we also did our first episode in three weeks because of uh, work requirements mm-hmm. and you know being sick and and actually my daughter being in town and yep. you know so uh, so finally trying to get the podcast back up and going. Hopefully we don't have too many more delays because it kind of stinks yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, we're like twice a week twice a week and then all of a sudden we don't record for two weeks and it's like yeah. well, well crap <laughs> but <laughs> um and that also kind of changes up because like hey when we record again let's do this and then the next time we get to are able to record well there's other priorities that mm-hmm. kind of make more sense like today we were going to discuss wrestling families but that was actually supposed to be last week and it's like yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, we're right uh, in two days is going to be Crown Jewel. Yeah. And I'm actually looking forward to it. Actually, I am too. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't say that about all Crown Jewels. No. Of course, there's some we weren't looking forward to, but they end up being good. Yeah. No. So, uh, but this is also a new era. This is no longer the VKM era. This is now the, the Triple H era. Yep. Yep. And just the card itself, you look at it with one very glaring exception, and we all know which which match that is. You're like, really? Why? Um, and unfortunately, the main event. But but I will give them credit. Roman has been selling. He has. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman have been, have done more to make Logan Paul at least sound like a credible challenger. Mm-hmm than any video package I think WWE could have done. Roman Reigns cut a, he cut like a 30-second promo leaving the ring on Raw this past Monday. And it was better than anything anybody else did promo-wise on the show the whole night. And it's like Roman is just, just at a completely different level. It's like this is, you know, you can tell he is like having the time of his life with this particular character. And he was talking about how uh, basically how uh, there wasn't anybody that could knock him out because they keep, they keep hyping up the screws in Logan Paul's hand where he broke his Mm -hmm. hand. And uh, Roman said that nobody could knock him out. He said he was tired of being humble and tired, tired, of, <laughs> and tired of tired of get letting people think that they have a chance. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I, I mean, it's uh, he may have metal screws, but he doesn't have the power of the punch. Exactly. But anyway, I'll put those down. Um, <laughs> um, did I forget anything? I think I got you nailed everything. No, I think you got yeah, it. Just kind of, um, but. And I also I want to give a couple more shout outs to some different podcasts. Well, I just got to mention Ted because Ted's mm, just yep. awesome. Yeah. You know, Ted the Hillbilly Hill with the Hill Truth. Go check him out. Um, in fact, I heard some other guys with the Botch Spots and Chair Shots podcast. Those guys, I mean, they actually have their own network of podcasts. And Ted and Wrestling with the Truth have actually become part of their their kind of group. And mm-hmm. one of the guys, he's like, he's like, you know what? He said, one thing I hate about Ted is because he's this heel, but he's so nice. And he knows it. it's like, 
yeah, it's like Joel and I, we kind of know that we know mm -hmm. the feeling. I mean, mm -hmm. but Ted's he is such an awesome guy, and he and he he supports one hundred percent like every, any kind of um person podcast because oh, he's yeah. not. I mean, he's not just trying to help himself grow; he's trying to help everybody grow. He's trying yep. to grow the the internet wrestling podcast community, I guess, for lack of better terms. Yeah, and because Ted was the one who reached out to us in the beginning. Yeah, and he said, "Hey, I like your podcast," and I was like, "Oh." cool and i listen to his like well you know what i like yours too and <laughs> um and also some guys i met this past weekend at covington i was able to go to the uh, northern wrestling federation event down in covington they're spooktacular uh which was actually pretty cool and they actually gave out during their intermission they gave out candy to all the kids and mm -hmm. uh you had people dressed up um andrew reed actually dressed up like eddie from stranger things cool and oh oh it, even better he his interest in music uh, was Master of Puppets. Oh, okay. Oh, dude, right. I I was over there marking out, just throwing up the <laughs> horns, and um, but I I meant to message him and ask him, is that going to be a permanent thing? Because Master of Puppets, I love the song, one of my favorite Metallica songs, and it is my favorite album of all time. It's not really a ring entrance song, you know, to me. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, if he goes with it, he goes with it. it may have just hey. been for the whole, you know, the whole theme. Um. But I met some guys from the Dad World Order podcast. And first I saw the shirts and I thought it was Noah Gabriel's shirt because, you know, he has. Yeah. Yeah. You know, born to wrestle, you know, in the NWO thing. But then I looked and I was like, wait a minute, that's a totally different thing. Podcast. So went up and introduced myself and uh, and Randy, our friend Randy was there with me. Okay. And, you know, we got talking and he looked at my shirt. Of course, uh, I have, it's been a long time since I've been to a wrestling event and not sported one of our shirts. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I got two new shirts, both long sleeve, and I was um, wearing one of those. And he, um, and I cannot remember his name. And dude, I apologize uh, if you're listening or watching. But uh, he said, first of all, he said, I love the name. He said, that's awesome. So we got some props right there. Cool. Uh, and I went and I, and they are on YouTube only right now, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went and watched the show. They do a live show on Sunday night. It's very similar to TNC Sports Talk. Mm -hmm. They they go through StreamYard, and so they they actually do it live on YouTube. And they've had, um, in fact, that this past Sunday night, uh, who did they have? They had somebody on there. Um, was it Wildcat? Maybe walk. I mean, um, and Not I know. Sure. Well, they're going to have Noah on there. Noah Gabriel on there. Um, he mm -hmm. told me that himself earlier today. He's going to be there pretty soon. Next week, we're tentatively getting Noah Gabriel and possibly uh, the prodigy uh, Kobe Kane. They're the NWF Tag Team Champions. We may have them on next Thursday. Uh, probably Noah for sure. Kobe, it's it's uh, the prodigy. It's it's up in the air. He's got to check because he might have a booking. Mm -hmm. But that'd be awesome if we get both of them on there. Noah's. It'll be. Um, you know, we always we always look forward to having Noah on the show. It'll be our first oh, time yeah. having a prodigy on. Um, and he's another great wrestler. If you've never seen, I mean, uh, he's one. He you ought to see his drop kick. He's one of those. I mean, you just just standing drop kick, and all of a sudden he just up, boom, right in the face, and <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, like, all right. <laughs> you, know, you know. But uh, he's really good, and you know. But it was it was nice seeing a lot of the the ones because because um, I'd been to. An NWF show a couple weeks before in Mount Orb, and that's been the first time I'd been to one of those in a few months. Right. Um, because I'd missed the last one because I was down in Florida. 
Uh, but now I got to think, it's like, man, it's been a while since I've been to an NWF show, period. And so I was able to go to to two in, in three weeks and, uh, you know, had a um, had a good time as always. And, you know, um, I didn't get to talk to as many people as what I'd liked uh, just because, I mean, Halloween, I mean, it was actually kind of busy. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, Randy and I, you know, of course, we Randy also lives in Mount Orban, so we had the nice drive back. <laughs> and, right. You know, so. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, but I mean, it was good time. If you are in the Cincinnati area, if you get a chance to go check out a Northern Wrestling Federation show, do it. And if you're looking to become a professional wrestler, Bone Crushers, that's the school that Roger Ruffin, he's the owner of the NWF, and he also runs Bone Crushers along with Wildcat Chris Harris, former NWA World Tag, Tag Team champion. champion. Multiple you know, time. Multiple time, former Pro Wrestling Illustrated, one half of the Tag Team of the Year in 2004. I mean, that's when I saw that. I mean, I'm still just in awe. Like, we actually interviewed somebody who has a yeah. PWI award. I mean, that's that's yeah. amazing. Um, great guy, by the way. He put this on his his Facebook, and so that's why I don't feel bad. Oh, I, I don't feel bad anyway. But uh, he just celebrated one year sober. Awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, and for those, I mean, who don't know, especially with him, what a big deal that was. It was just a year ago that unfortunately he got in a little bit of trouble with the mm-hmm. law. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, and obviously, you know, he's doing great since then. He's like, you know what? I'm focused. I got too much to lose. Um, and now he's become like the guy at the NWF. I mean, can you talk about every, I mean, he's the commissioner now, mm-hmm. you know, he does all the, uh, stuff. I mean, it's just, just a great time. Go check it out. Um, but for now we're going to be focusing on crown jewel. Yeah. And the first thing I got to say is it has not been canceled. No, not yet. They're planning. They said that they have contingency plans in place. um, And they're right now, the plan is to go ahead with it, but they're still, you know, watching, they're monitoring everything really close. And yeah, because um, when it comes to the Middle East, I mean, and I don't want to delve into politics too much, but there's always tension over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, especially between Iran and like well everybody else, <laughs> and and Saudi Arabia and Iran they they do not get along very well, right? And so Iran, with all the, um, they've been having a lot of unrest there in the country, um, a lot of protests, things like that, and so they're a lot. It just some districts are saying maybe fallout from that, but yeah, either way. You know, if the WWE, if they do decide, look, it's too unsafe, mm-hmm. you know, you can't can't get mad at them because that would be a prime target. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, how many people can fit in that, that stadium? Like 100,000? I think 100,000 people or more can fit yeah. in that stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be a prime target, unfortunately. Yeah. And with it being an American mm-hmm. event. Yeah. But... We're going to go ahead and and give our thoughts on it, <laughs> like we, mm-hmm. like we're going to go ahead and say, hey, it's going to it's going to happen because I think it should happen because it's been a long time since I've actually looked forward to a crown jewel event. Yep. And this is on a Saturday. We know it'll start around noon, I think. Yeah. Um, I I probably won't get to watch it live because we've got uh some family stuff. We've got a family obligation Saturday afternoon, but uh. I will try to check it out either that night or Sunday. And uh, do you have the Peacock Network on your phone? 
I do. I do. So what you gotta do is like, hold on for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what? <laughs> yeah. That's a good way for my wife to me, so. No, no. Uh, I'll just wait till I get home. <laughs> Steve's so trying to get me cut here, people. <laughs> Next thing I know, she'll be coming knocking on my door like Yeah. <laughs> like, did you tell him to take his phone? <laughs> like, my bad. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll put on the mask. Maybe she wouldn't recognize me. <laughs> Everybody else recognizes me. Maybe she won't. Yeah. Um, the phone recognize me. But, um, and actually, since they have the main event listed first, I'll actually start at the bottom. And this past um, past Monday, new women's tag team champions. Yeah, I, I'm not really a fan because I thought it was too soon to take them off Dakota Kai and Eel Sky. Because yeah. I mean, they're just they're just building this group up, and then they should have won. They kind of dropped the ball with them in the beginning when they didn't win the tag team tournament. Right. Which they should have. And then they ended up winning the titles. Now they lose the titles to Miss Bliss and Asuka just, you know, five days before the pay-per-view. Why not just have the match on the pay-per-view? If you were going to change, if your titles need to change hands, then just wait and do it at the pay-per-view because it was obvious they were going to book them in a match because now there's a return match. Asuka and Miss Bliss are defending the tag titles against, you know, Eel Sky and Dakota Kai. So to me, it didn't make much sense to take the belts off of them five days before the pay-per-view. If anybody's wondering why we say Miss Bliss, it's because Dwaylon right beside him has a device named after the first name of Miss Bliss. Yep. And every I time we say the name... Actually, I can say the name because it's not going to come through. It's it's Alexa. Uh huh. Okay, making sure it didn't pop up my phone. It's <laughs> 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 in the other room because some of them things they can pick up, they can hear. Oh yeah. For a oh while. yeah. Um, but every time we said it, all of a sudden you'd hear his device talking to him. He's like, "Shut yeah. up! Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're recording." It's like, it's like, "Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> but, um. This match, I mean, honestly, I have a feeling they're going to put the titles back on damage control. That's what I think. One, I think that should happen. And yeah. two, I think that's where they're going to go. I think, like I said, I don't understand this, the reason for the switch. But I think they're going to put the belts back on them. And Miss Bliss and Asuka, I can't, I can't put either one of them in a team. Because they're so they they stand out so much as singles. Yeah, the only like Oscar, this is her third women's tag team title with three different partners. Um, she was she won them with Kyrie Sane, which her and Kyrie Sane were a perfect. They were perfect as tag team partners. They their chemistry was great and everything. Then she won them with Charlotte Flair. I forgot about that one. Made no sense. Good. And then now she's won them with Miss Bliss, but it's like, can we just can we get Killer Oscar Oscar back, or and have her challenge for a women's title? You know, it's been how long? Nice. Has it been? Yeah, it's been forever since she's challenged for a single a you know a singles title in the women's division. Uh, same for Miss Bliss, and. I don't know. I just, 
I just think they could do more with those two as singles. And I think they need to put the belts back on Sky and Kai. You know, Cultaholic, they actually have their um, their tier list mm-hmm. that they do. And sometimes they just have the ranking. Sometimes they have, they'll do like a tier list, and sometimes they'll just do a ranking. And they have one for every single um, tag team champion in WWF through WWE, starting when WWF officially broke away from NWA. Okay. You know, so you're talking like very early 80s. Right. Um. But the ones they put on the bottom were the the teams they put together just to split them apart. Right. And that's what this almost kind of feels like with Asuka and Miss Bliss is. Yeah. You know, they yep. put them together just to split them apart. Now, what I do like, though, is whenever Asuka and EO Sky are in the ring together, because you can tell they automatically go back to their stardom days and they are so stiff. And it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, you can tell they're okay. They're throwing the Japanese strong style. They don't care yep. mm-hmm. where they're at. They're going to yeah. be, yeah. Um, and they're going to show you what they're capable of and they're capable mm-hmm. of a lot. Yeah. And, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's going to be damage control. They're going to get the titles back. Yeah. I do um, too. And then they're all going to go back and they're going to go, you know what? It's really hot having to wear these coveralls because of course, I mean, they're in mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, so they have to. Yeah, and that that's going to be the one kind of suck thing for them is because they, you know, the way those arenas or arenas, the way those stadiums are set up, we said it before, it looks like a convection oven. Mm-hmm. Yep. And even if it is dark over there, um, I've been over there in that area of the world, and granted, it's not the summertime. Mm-hmm. You know when, because um, when I got off a plane in Kuwait in two thousand two. It was three o'clock in the morning. It was already over a hundred degrees. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so you're talking like the darkest time of night. There's no sun to be found anywhere. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, Oh my God, it's so hot. <laughs> but, uh, and you got the, I mean, they're in that with all the people, all the body heat that's going to be generated. Yep. Um, all the lights, all the pyro, just, yeah. you know, everything. Plus, like you said, the women are going to have to be covered, you know, completely mm-hmm. like, at least they're not having to wear those like all, all the burpees yeah well the bodies the, like when they first started doing these shows they had like the big baggy t-shirts yes. and then a bodysuit under it and all this and it's like they're actually getting to do more as far as making it look like an actual wrestling outfit instead of just you're a woman so we're just covering you up type of thing but i mean they're they're coming a long ways for them but it's still it's got to be miserable wearing Mm -hmm. all that um i think it'll be a good match you Mm -hmm. know because just look at the four women in the ring oh yeah the talent in the ring it'll be an excellent match i just think they kind of jumped the gun taking the titles off damage control yeah uh, but the next match, it's a list anyway. Like I said, I'm going from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Usos and the Brawling Brutes. Oh, this uh, is... <laughs> that's, that's going to be a good match. Yeah, um, it's going to be, they're... it's going to get nasty. Yeah, because Rich Holland is actually, you know, he's a pretty tough guy. He's actually a lot better in the ring. He's, get, he's getting better all the time. Mm-hmm. And then we all know what Pete Dunn's capable of. I mean, yeah. I know they 
they call him Butch, but if you look at him, everything about him says Pete Dunn now. So I'm hoping they go back to that after a while. They accidentally referred to him as they just said Dunn. You know, he mm-hmm. grabs Dunn or something like that. I'm like, and I was like, are you watching right now? He just called him Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's a sign that he might be could, going back to that. Could be. Um, and, you know, of course, it's the Uso. So, you know, you're going to get an excellent match anyway. Yeah. But uh, I think this will be a good match. Um, I don't know. Did they say if the tag titles are on the line? Yeah. The undisputed. Okay. Yeah. So um, both tag I don't, titles. I don't see. Um, I don't see the Usos losing those just yet. Not until they pass up New Day. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, and I don't know why they're wanting to pass up New Day. Well, some people said they, they'd rather have a team hold the titles that's not doing the free word rule. And I'm like, uh, okay. Mm. I was like, well, demolition, they were, they did that at the very, very end after they were already past their, their, their uh, long reign. Yeah. They're, they, they did the record in their first reign. So right. like, so, they were doing the free bird rule. It was during the second reign and ax was barely wrestling. Right. Cause I mean, he'd had some medical issues and, mm-hmm. Um, he almost died because he had developed a shrimp allergy and yeah, um, that he didn't, didn't know until, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think the Usa is going to take that one. I, I don't think you're going to see one scientific move in the match. <laughs> you're going to see a lot of punches and kicks. Yep. Yep. Um, well, I take that back. You might see some scientific. Some, stuff but, but I mean, from Pete Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> you're definitely I mean, going to see some joint manipulation because he's going to break some fingers. if he can. Yeah. Uh, and the Usos, I mean, are very capable mm-hmm. of that because, I mean, they're they're on Hawaii's. Yeah. I mean, it's wrestling is in their blood. I mean, they as soon as they, they walk out of the womb, they jump right in a ring and they put yeah. somebody in a headlock. You know, and they make the person submit to that headlock. I mean, that's how good they are. And so, they, I mean, they, they are perfectly capable of doing all those moves. I mean, they get a lot of good aerial moves, which we don't really see that from the Brawling Brutes, but uh, the right. Usos, you do see the... Um, the moves, and um, I would just have to make sure though the Usos are actually feeling Usy. Usy, that promo <laughs> was fantastic. Sami Zayn should get an MVP award because he <laughs> is just—he makes every <laughs> one of those segments so good. That one, that, it lit he, Twitter up. Oh, it did, and he got—he broke all entire bloodline. Paul <laughs> Heyman, all included. of them. Everybody, Jay even tried to turn around away from the hard camera. Oh, he had his hand over his mouth. Yeah, like trying this. to laugh, and Roman's like, "No, come on, come on," because Roman's already <laughs> laughing at that point, and he's like, "Come on, come on, turn around here." But uh, yeah, that was that was good. It's still burning up Twitter. People have uh, somebody Lance Storm requested somebody make an edit of Sami Zayn clips where he's dancing and doing different stuff. But using uh, getting jiggy with it, and somebody <laughs> did, and they let, they called it get, getting oozy with it. Oh. It, it. It's so good! It's so good. Um, that the only disappointment about this one is Sami Zayn's not going to be there. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, don't need to go into the reasons why. We've actually discussed it before. Yeah, we know um, why. Yeah, Sup- and which honestly, surprisingly. The Usos are going to be there. Oh. You know, I don't think... 
I'm I'm going to guess Saudi Arabia doesn't have the kind of restrictions um, like Canada and and some other countries do when it comes to have you ever been arrested for a DUI? They must not, because I know. Um, where was it when? Where were they when Solo debuted and helped Roman keep the title? Wales. Yes. Yes. In the the Usos. Yeah, and the Usos were not there because they couldn't travel over there. <laughs> oh, and what's wild? Okay, England and Canada are both known for their beer. Mm-hmm. Saudi okay. Arabia is known for not having any kind of alcohol whatsoever. Yeah, you know which one would it, you think they'd be they'd be allowed to go into? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but. It should be a good match, but I, the Usos will retain. Uh, and not just any beer. They're both known for good beer. <laughs> uh, I mean, not that I drink anymore. You know, it's been nine and a half years now since I had a drink, and I know it's been, what, how long for you now? Uh, it is going on 20, it'll be 22 years in February. Nice. You know, so, um, so, but I mean... I used to like beer. Actually, I like Jim Beam better, but um, <laughs> but, when, but when it comes to beer, when I was stationed in England, um, because of potential black market and because also because the stuff on base was not taxed, uh, any kind of of any kind of hard alcohol was rationed. You could only buy so much mm-hmm. you know, per month or you know per year and whatever. Beer was not part of that. Oh, okay. And they actually figured out because. The Englishmen and the English women aren't really fond of American beer. Mm-hmm. It, it it is pretty weak. It's like pee water compared to the stuff they drink. Right. And I can attest to that because I've sat and had you know a couple pints in the pub that was right by my house. Before. <laughs> and yeah, so they didn't even bother trying to ration. Right. That. Even though somebody was telling me apparently Bud Light or Bud no Budweiser is very popular over there, but. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, I think the Usos will retain. It's going to be a brutal match. Um, if it's not brutal, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, um, yeah. But and they'll come up with some storyline reason why Sammy is not going to be there. It'll probably be like tomorrow night during SmackDown. They'll say, "Yeah, Sammy, you stay home." Of course, I mean yeah. everybody. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, most people know why. Yeah. You know, some fans don't know why. Um, if you have to go, just go look it up. Yeah. Um, but next match they have listed um, Bianca and Bailey. Bianca Belair and Bailey. How many B's can you have in a match? Yeah, um, Bailey needs to win this. She I was kind of thinking the same won. thing. She should have won at the last pay per view, and they didn't. Um, which is fine. I mean, Bianca's a good champion, but I think mm-hmm. Bailey needs to win this, especially to, I think. To solidify damage control as a legit group and a legit threat, they need to put the tag titles back on Sky and Kai, and Bailey needs to win the world title. And that way they just dominate. That way they just dominate the yep. whole division, and then everybody has to chase them for the titles. Yep. Now, with Survivor Series coming up, and we, we know Rousey, she's not dropping her title before Survivor Series. 
Rousey is probably not dropping her title until WrestleMania because I don't see them having her drop it to anybody except Becky. Which because that, the, that would make sense. Because the original plan before Vince McMahon shoehorned Charlotte in was it was supposed to be Ronda and Becky 101. So rumor has it that the that is the plan for next year's WrestleMania is Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch one-on-one for the SmackDown women's title. They got to figure out how to get Becky on SmackDown by then, but yeah. Um, I mean, they'll, they'll figure that out, but yeah. But as far as survivor series goes, you know, a lot, cause a lot of times they have, you know, um, yeah. the titles, of course, that's the only one that really, that one in the U S and intercontinental titles, they're not, yeah, merged either. Right. Which would you rather see, Rousey against Bianca or Rousey against Bailey? Um, power wise, I would like to see Bianca Belair throw Ronda Rousey around the ring like a rag doll. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, and I only say that because Ronda Rousey is playing a heel, which is perfect for her because her arrogance. Her real-life arrogance oozes mm-hmm. through the TV whenever you watch her. It's like you can tell, you can literally see the contempt that she has for the wrestling fans. And it's like, hmm, for somebody who supposedly grew up as such a wrestling fan and got the blessing of Roddy Piper and all this, and you sure don't like the people who put money in your pocket. Right. You don't you don't like the people that are that supported you coming in. And it's like, why are you even doing this if you don't care nothing about the fans? It's one thing to play a character that doesn't play that doesn't care about the fans. All heels do that. But this is not he this is not her playing a character. This, this is her. This is just her. And right. it's just I don't know. I just I feel like she doesn't have any she doesn't have the respect from the business that she claims that she has. Kind of reminds me of Brock Lesnar a little bit because mm-hmm. he kind of had that mentality for what yeah. I think he's actually kind of he's yeah kinda... I think he's actually having fun with it now. Um, I think he's actually got more appreciation for it now. Uh, but yeah, he absolutely had that same type of attitude to where it's like he was almost above it. Mm-hmm. Especially when he first came back in uh, 2012, when he came back um, after being gone and you Uf- doing UFC, and he came back, it's like he had this attitude, like he was just above. He was better than pro wrestling, and it's like nobody's better than the business, buddy. It exactly. just doesn't work that way. Oh, and this is a last woman standing match. Ooh. That's going to be good. Yeah, I'm going with Bailey because yeah. uh, the other two members of Damage Control are definitely going to help her. <laughs> yes, win this match, but uh, Bailey should win. Bailey's my pick to win, and I will agree with that one um, because there's no reason for it not to be like that. No, you know, a last woman staying the match, which means there's going to be there could be interference with no yeah. disqualification. Yep. Um. Don't know if Miss Bliss and Asuka because yeah, they've kind of helped her out before, but there's not really like there's an alliance there. Yeah. But with 
damage control, I mean, that is a faction. So, of course, yep. they're going to be helping each other out. Yeah. And when you're the champion, a lot of times, especially as a face, you're standing alone. Yeah, you're by yourself. Um, which, by the way, I did see this in the news. Ric Flair apparently does not like fans using the terms face and heels. Because well, it's an insider term. Oh, my God. Ric Flair needs to shut up. I've just yep. had enough of Ric Flair. I appreciate everything you've done for the business. Greatest champion of all time, in my opinion. But shut it. But shut it. <laughs> it it's it's a different time. You know, maybe that was, a, you know, that was probably the case back, you know, in Flair's heyday. But it's a completely different time. It's moved past you. Shut up. Yeah, but I, say, I don't like hearing a 70-year-old 70, 70 man talk about all the women he, you know, I don't he had, you know, while he was away from his wife and kids. Yeah. Bragging about it. So, um, but the next match they have listed, and I think this is going to be another one where there will not be one scientific move whatsoever because one of them does not know how to do a scientific move, probably, and he's not expected to. Braun Strowman and, and Omos. Omos. Oh yeah. I care nothing about this match. This is the <laughs> only match on the card I don't care. This is this is a Raw or SmackDown main event. This is not a pay-per-view yeah. match. Especially when you got Braun Strowman saying in interviews that this this match with Omos is comparable to Hogan and Andre from WrestleMania 3. No, this is comparable to This is comparable to Kane and the Great Khali from WrestleMania yes, thank 23. You. I was about to say it had to be <laughs> I was even thinking Undertaker and um, Elegante or Giant Gonzalez by the yeah. time. Because you have somebody who's really big going against somebody who's really bigger. Yeah. And But the thing he, is, I mean, Strowman's good for what he is, the mo whole monster among men gimmick, mm -hmm. but he ain't no Undertaker and he ain't carrying Omos. Undertaker couldn't couldn't get a good match out of Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> and that says something because Undertaker got a good match out of everybody. Yeah. So if he couldn't get a good match out of that dude, Braun Strowman ain't getting a good match out of Omos. I mean, that was my problem with Omos to begin with. It's like you're only going to get so much out of this guy. And now you have two monsters with similar gimmicks. So mm -hmm. How do you push one without burying the other? And, you know, the sad thing, Amos, Omos, um, mm -hmm. big dude, he's a legitimate athlete. Yeah. He, he played, played basketball. basketball at South Florida, you know, yeah. a, a division one school. Yeah. You know, he's it's, a not, it's not a power five, but it's still a division it's, one. It's school. still division one. I mean, even if it was division two, it's still, it's still, it's still a legit team. He's still yeah. a legit athlete. And, but that doesn't always translate to wrestling. You right. know, you've got guys who've played basketball before. You've got your big shows. You've got your Kevin Nash. Um, it's just, you got your Undertaker. He also played your, yeah. Texas Wesleyan. Yep. You got your Undertakers. It's, some guys can make that transition to pro wrestling, some guys can't. I mean, Omos is, I'm not saying Omos is doing bad. He's doing. He's green. He's green. He's yeah, still he's, green. He's still green as grass. Yeah. Um, and Strowman, who's somehow comparing himself to Hulk Hogan, um, is. He shot himself in the mouth when he, when he made that comparison. It's like, yeah. dude, come on. We were, we welcomed you back. 
Yeah, you know, we welcomed you back. You know, it's still, especially after you did that whole control your own, control your narrative stuff yeah. with uh, EC three and all the dumb comments you made then. And uh, <laughs> but we welcomed you back, and then you say something just completely insane. I mean, that that was like when Paul Roma is saying, you know, Ric Flair wishes he was me. It's like, you yeah. what? <laughs> uh, you were a job guy in WWE. I mean, the, yeah. the most you ever had was power and glory, and that was mostly Hercules. They had the powerplex. I'll give them that. Powerplex they had the powerplex. Awesome. They were a good team. They just weren't together long enough to be a great team. They were good right. for the time that they were together. Powerplex is fantastic. But at the end of the day, Paul Roman's still a job guy. That's, you know, that was his deal. And this he right here. He should have just considered himself extremely lucky that he was brought in to be one of the horses. But this right here, comparing mm. comparing the, this match to Hogan and Andre from WrestleMania three. Uh, no, we're Except not. Except for, no. you know, Hogan Andre drew over 93,000 people <laughs> to the yeah. Silver Dome. This yeah. one is barely going to, um, I don't even think this one would draw 9,000 people and here's uh, the thing. in the arena. Nobody's, nobody's, yeah. okay. Nobody's watching Crown Jewel for this match. No, not by a long shot. Not at all. Here, here is my pick. So we can move on past it because this is just <laughs> garbage. Garbage. Uh, I see Strowman winning. I think Omos needs to win more, but I see Strowman winning uh, because honestly, they're probably paying Strowman more, and they're probably like, "I need to get. We need to get our money's worth out of this dude uh, while he's here." So Strowman by DQ, MVP uh, interference. Works that way, it doesn't bury Omos and exactly. Uh, Strowman still comes out looking good, yeah, yeah, makes sense. All right, but moving on, a match I am looking forward to seeing. Um, you know, there's not one match on here that's going to have like any kind of science. Well, no, never mind, there is one coming up that could have some good scientific moves. <laughs> Most of these are going to be brutal. Drew McIntyre carrying cross in a cage, in a cage, yeah, that's whoo, that's, that's going to be. That's going to be a brutal match. I I am looking forward to that. Um, hopefully, there's no shenanigans uh, like there were. Was it Cardiff? Because that just honestly, it just made Karrion Cross look weak. That he had to use Scarlet to spray, you know, spray stuff in oh, yeah. McIntyre's face in order for him to beat him. That's right. Because she had like, it was supposed to be Mace. Yeah. Like that wasn't mace because you don't use water to get out mace out of someone's eyes, you use milk. Nope. Yep. But inside the cage, I say let them go Oof. and just let them be brutal, but let Karrion Cross win. Because yes. Drew McIntyre, he doesn't need these wins. Karrion Cross is just coming back into the company after getting let go. He needs the wins to build that momentum because they, they're wanting mm -hmm. him to be the top heel on SmackDown. So he's got to win some. And let it be a back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. You know, I don't, it shouldn't be a squash. No, either way. We don't, yeah, we don't need it to be a squash. Yeah, make it be a believable back and forth fight and just have Karrion Cross be able to land the knockout blow. 
and I just want to hear Karen Cross's entrance music because I texted you the other day and I say, dude, yep. his yep. entrance music is absolute fire. It really oh, is. yeah, it really is. Love his song. Uh, I'm, in fact, I'm meant to go. I, I meant to go like on YouTube and try to find it. You know, just go. Yeah, that's a good song. Kind of like what I did with uh, Bobby Roots and Shinsuke Nakamura's when I first heard them. <laughs> um, and um, oh, what was his name? Pac in um, AEW. What was his name in Neville? Neville. Yeah. Yeah. His entry music was also good because yeah. I actually did find that one. Uh, if you but, go to WWE, has a um, a music channel. If you go there, yeah, it has okay. like a ton of their theme songs on there. Okay, I'll have to go check that out then. Uh, because, yeah, his song is just, yeah. yeah. Um, Alistair Black's, when he was on there, mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm look, that's a match I'm looking forward to. It's going to be brutal. Uh, the next match is one of the ones, you know, when they got the wrestlers coming out, pulling, pulling them apart from each other on Raw and SmackDown. You're like, oh, right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they're good. They're, this when Triple H is out there separating people, you yeah. know it's going to be a fight. And we're talking about Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Um, this has been been actually this match has been built up for a couple of years, just because yeah. different circumstances. Every time they're about to have it, something happens, and they're not something able happens. To. And Bobby Lashley's been calling for this match. He's been calling Brock Lesnar out off and on since he come back to the company. And um, that was how long ago? And that was. A while ago now. This is after he <laughs> left. This is after he left Impact and came back to WWE. Um, he's been wanting this match. And they got, you know, they got the match at the Rumble, which Bobby Lashley won the WWE title, but there was interference from Roman. Right. So with this one, there's no there's no interference from any outside parties. It is just two big bulls mm-hmm. fighting each other. And so far it has been awesome because like Lesnar fired the first shot basically cost him Bobby Lashley the U.S. title um, by attacking him on Raw. But then Bobby Lashley got his receipt quickly, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> put, putting Lesnar through the barricade and through the announce table. Um, my pick would be Bobby Lashley because it's not going to hurt. That's Lashley. who I, I want to win. That's who I want to win. Yeah. That's going to be my pick. But and here's the thing, and I say that because – Vince McMahon is gone. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon always pushed Brock Lesnar to the moon over everybody. Triple H may not do that. Triple H may be like, look, it's time for you to do some jobs because everybody's done the job for you. Mm-hmm. So Bobby's going over. So just deal with it. Yeah. And if you don't like it, get in your private jet and leave. And, and go back to Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, if you don't like that, we'll take your private jet from you because that was part of his contract. Yep. So, and by the way, you said that orange juice you're drinking is sugar-free, right? Yep, zero sugar. Zero sugar? All right. Yep. All right, I got to check that one out, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, all the diabetics, we got to stick together. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, definitely. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, two former MMA guys, mm-hmm. uh, two guys with legit wrestling backgrounds. Because, yeah. Um, you know, Brock Lesnar, he may have been uh, NCAA champion at Minnesota, but Bobby Lashley also wrestled in college, too. He wrestled in college, and he was also won the uh, military Olympics. Yes, uh, before he got hurt, and it wasn't wrestling. Was that when he was involved in a, you know, in a bank robbery? And that sounds bad the way I put that. He was in a bank when a bank robbery happened. 
I believe so. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, and he was. Uh, he was a patron at the bank, and the robbery happened, and, and he he got he injured got, somehow. Yeah, I don't think he got shot, but I mean, no, uh, he was probably trying to stop the guys. Pro- probably. Either they just looked at him and said, "Oh, we. I don't think a bullet will go through him. Let me see." <laughs> <laughs> and it may have just bounced off. I mean, hey, you never know because dude, I mean, it's just <laughs> freaking nature. They both really are. Is. Yeah, and so. Yeah, this I'm really looking forward to this because this is just going to be a fight. Yeah, my like, pick, like is, you said, my two pick, bulls, two bulls. Yeah. Just mm. my pick is Bobby Lashley. Um, God, that's hard to choose. I mean, it's hard to choose really either one of them. I mean, I think Bobby Lashley should win. I want him to win. I think Bobby Lashley needs mm. to win this match and then start marching his way back to the world title. I think Lashley should. The only alternate would be a double DQ or double countout because yeah. this is the first. This only just a regular singles match. There's no stipulations. Yeah. Um, and this is one I could see them getting in a fight outside the ring and just That's going true. all over the place. And just going all over the place and getting counted out. And you know the perfect, what would be the perfect end to this feud? And, and any pay-per-view that's coming up, put them in the cell. Since we're not getting any more selling the cell pay per views, thankfully, oh, yeah, because put, you take away from it when you do it too much. Yeah, put yeah, but it, it just becomes like they said on um, Adam Wilborn said on Walk Culture News when they first talked about um, doing away with the Hell in the Cell pay per view. He said he was glad because he's like it goes from being a feud ender to being a date on a calendar mm-hmm. to where oh well. Hell and Cell pay-per-views up. We got to have a couple of Hell in a Cell matches because it's on the yeah. calendar. And it's like, all right, you know, uh, that guy over there and that jobber, uh, let's put him in a cell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, let's put but, James Ellsworth and almost in a cell. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this would be a perfect match to have in the cell. Yes. So, uh, I, yeah, I would be okay with a double count out or whatever double disqualification if this is if that's where it will lead mm-hmm. to eventually having them in the cell yeah because i mean like i said it's the first match there's no stipulations and so let's start it right and like yep. i said eventually end yeah in the cell because you could have a multiple i would be fine with a multiple pay-per-view feud with mm-hmm. these two yeah and triple h i mean he's a fan of old school anyway Mm-hmm. Where you didn't just have these month long stories. Okay, let's move yeah. on. Yeah. No, stretch it out. Yeah. You know that um, way when you, that way you get to the blow off match and it truly is a blow off match, not just oh well we spent three weeks with that so let's move on to something else. Right, and you know, and now Grand, let's not do it too much because how many times did Cena and Orton have yeah. matches yeah. at pay per views? Glad yeah. in fact I want to. The last one they did was the Rumble 2014, and they got booed because people were tired of seeing it. Well, yeah. I mean, they had like 347 matches between each other, so it's yeah. like... Yeah, it's like, all right, we're tired of this. It's just too much, but yeah, I mean, but a, a little, you know, good, you know, a decent length feud with these two would be okay, and to especially get us through until the Rumble. And another good brutal match, 
the next match is one I actually am looking forward to seeing some good moves. You know, this is like the one match on here that I expect to see some mm-hmm. wrestling moves and some submission moves and some scientific moves. And it's the OC. What are, why are they called the OC? The I, original I, club. The original club. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know they can't call them the Bullet Club because, yeah. you know, reasons. Well, um, they tried to call them just the club, and then nobody really liked that. So then they just started calling them the the OC, the original club, now, which, is not enti- which is not entirely true because AJ didn't join Bullet Club until much later. The same with Doc Gallows. Carl Anderson is an original member of like founding member of Bullet Club, him and uh, Finn Balor. And Finn Balor, yeah. Were the founding members <laughs> of Bullet Club. So you got uh, the a six-man match, AJ, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, you know, the OC, the ones that just a few years ago they were loving beating on John Cena. Yeah. And, you know, that was a fa- They wasted them so bad mm-hmm. back then. Um, all that potential, and eventually Anderson yep. Gallows left, and yeah, um, and then my wife's cousin actually met um Carl Anderson, cool, you know, uh, or Chad Allegra, his real name, because mm-hmm. apparently she works with a woman who was like sisters with his wife or something, the best oh, friend, okay. something. But she actually met him because she sent me a picture of them because she actually like met him on a beach and them on a beach. And I'm like, yeah, Heather, I hate you. you know um but speaking of almost meeting somebody i gotta tell the story real quick okay so you know how AEW they just had their event in cincinnati Mm -hmm. um uh not last week but the week before and of course i didn't go because i didn't know if i would be able to get away from work to go right and i also wasn't sure if i'd have the money to go and as it turns out i had both the time and the money which is always a good thing when you have both time and money. Mm-hmm. And well, Jamie from True Crime Cast sends me a message. Yo, Steve, are you at the AEW event in Cincinnati? And as soon as you send me that, I'm like, nope. I was like, I'm guessing you are. And he's like, yeah. He said, I'd ho- I thought you'd be here. I was like, no. And I explained, I was like, yeah, I didn't think I'd have the time or the money. And, you know, but I said, I'm going to definitely catch the next one. But, uh, for those who aren't aware, um, I came across True Crime Cast because they were on Chris Jericho's podcast, you know, talking about true crime story. And they've actually been on there a few times. And since then, I became a follower of their podcast and I've actually became friends with them. Or else I've actually submitted a couple of stories and they've actually uh, shouted out the podcast on their show. And they've been on Twitter. Somebody says, hey, could somebody recommend a wrestling podcast for me? Well, Jamie and John, they... You know, um, I'm assuming it's Jamie because he does more of the stuff with the True Crime Cast because they also have the Bless Their Hearts podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they kind of split the duties on that one. Um, well, Jamie shared our podcast. He said, go check this one out. Today on Bless Their Hearts, when they put out, they were talking about, you know, they went to this show. Well, Jamie's uh, birthday is like, like now, you know, he turns 40. Mm-hmm. His wife and John, his co-host, they secretly arranged for them to meet Chris Jericho. That's awesome. At, yeah, and he, they've even though they've been on each other's podcast, they've never actually met him. 
right you know, face to face and they also told a story john happened to run into a co-worker there it's like huh what are you doing here and so his co-worker got to also meet chris jericho and i'm like <laughs> i was there yeah <laughs> you know i could have possibly met met chris jericho chris jericho yeah so oh well <laughs> you know <laughs> But three days before that, I actually met Kane. I met Jake Roberts. I met Baby Doll. I met, you know, yeah. some other ones. So I mean, it's not like I've never met any wrestlers, but I mean, that one would have been, you know, pretty cool too. And I also would have met Jamie and John for the first time face to face too. But right, um, yeah, True Crime Cast. The one up there. This is their coffee mug right here. <laughs> but along with our coffee mug. Yep. Which you can get at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. That's one thing I did miss something earlier. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't put out our merch site. The same one where I just got the hoodie and I got the long sleeve t-shirts and mm. uh, I got the tumbler, which they no longer sell, which sucks. But um, but anyway, so back to the six-man match. So, you know, the OC... AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson against, I don't want to say the Judgment Day, but they're calling the Judgment Day, so I guess I go with it against Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Ben Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley. Man, that's a hard one to call because who needs to go over? Judgment Day. Judgment Day, yeah. And specifically Dominic. Yeah, Dominic needs to get the pin because if they're if they're if they're going to make him believable as a heel, he's going to have to get some wins under his belt. I mean, he's he beat AJ on Raw, which you know through interference, of course. Of course, it makes sense. He's a heel. Yeah. He's in a heel group. But um, yeah, Judgment Day needs to win this, and he needs to get the pin. <coughs> um, granted, he's right now. He's still got that go away heat. Yeah, you know. Um, Oh man, who does he? He kind of reminds me of Eric Watts. I don't know if that's a, a fair, fair comparison, but like his his in ring skill, I don't have any issue with. Yes, he's still technically green, but he's way better than anybody should be at his at his stage of his career. Yes, you know, it's just, and people don't want to give people time to grow as far as the promo stuff and getting more comfortable in front of the crowd and more comfortable on the microphone and things like that, that takes time there. You don't pop out. You don't just, you know, you don't just start wrestling and you're talking like, and you're cutting promos like William Regal or, you know, the rock or Austin or flair or Arn Anderson, you know, that, that comes even for them mm-hmm. that came that, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't always the case. So I think Dominic will get there. I think people just need to get, be a little more patient, mm-hmm. but they're used to, people are also not used to the little slower pace that triple H goes with than Vince did. Vince was so so much like everything was like fast food and it was like oh you got to hurry up and get this and this and this and this and Vince never really gave anybody time to grow if they needed it. He was just like oh well they're not catching the crowd's not catching on 
to him, so let's get rid of him. Yeah. I think I think Dominic will be good in this role. People just need to give him time. And I don't know about the putting him with Rhea Ripley. That's such a weird. It is uh, weird, but I am here for it because Rhea Ripley is fantastic. Oh, I would have put her with Finn Balor before I'd put her with Dominic, though. <laughs> you know? Well, um, they needed somebody to... They needed somebody to get... Kind of draw that heel out of him. And it makes sense for it to be her because then he's under the... You know, he's spell. under the spell of this this alluring woman and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> all this stuff. So, I mean, it made sense. So, and she's just... The little things that she does... Like there was a clip outside of the ring or something, I think on Raw, and was laying against the guardrail, and the fans were like heckling her or whatever. And she oh, that reached, was she, tied, she untied reached the through shoe. and untied the guy's <laughs> yes, shoe. Just the little things she does, <laughs> and like um, when she body slammed uh, Doc Gallows. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like in his face, and she's like, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> I mean, that's just even if he did kind of help himself up. I mean, some, but, but she, she still has to have the strength. Yeah, exactly. She, she stalled with him. She held him for a minute before it wasn't just a a real quick scoop or anything. She held him in the air before she she put him over. So it's like yes, yeah. And part of this also kind of reminds me of like the Water Boy. Pretty sure Dominic's, you know, calling up Ray. Yeah, Dad, and she, and I like Vicky, and she likes me, and it's just show me her boobies, and I like them too. You know, yeah. Kind of. And come think of it, you know, Rio with the lipstick and everything, she kind of looks like Vicky Valancourt. Yeah, a little bit. Yep. You know, if y'all have never seen The Water Boy, go watch it. Go check it yeah. out. Paul yep. White, the Big Show, he's in it. Cap- Captain Insano. Captain yep. Insano. Yeah, Captain Insano. Yeah. Um, and also Lawrence Taylor is in there. He's like, hmm, that reminds me. Don't smoke crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Lawrence Taylor saying that. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but this match, uh, yeah, you're right. The Judgment Day do need it. And I think Dominic, um, he's not going to pin AJ again. I think he'll pin, it'll be one of the other two. I think Actually, he'll, who, pin, he'll probably pin Carl Anderson because Carl Anderson beat Finn Balor on Raw. Okay. Uh, so there's a receipt coming. So... So this ought to be a good match, though. Yeah, a lot of good moves. Um, I think yeah. Rhea, she will. Enter, well, the the thing with having the women on the outside, though, because I mean they got to be covered up and everything mm-hmm. too. Even being valets, um, I could always see the referee sending her off and her going, "All right, good," and go backstage going, "Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I can't stand wearing that that you know those coveralls, but." Um, but yeah, this ought to be a good match because I mean we know that the kind of stuff that uh, these teams could put on because and we also know Carl Anderson as a Roger Ruffin product. Yeah. Yep. You know, so um but the main event, and this is the one that they've been selling, this is the one the Saudis wanted. Yeah. Yep. Logan Paul and Roman Reigns for the world title. I don't feel like doing that whole thing that they do. It's just the world title. Yeah, is what they're fighting for. And Uh, Logan Paul is not going to win this. Yeah, he's not. No, 
he's not walking out of there with the belts. No. Um, because uh, if they did, if they put the belts on Logan Paul, it won't. It wouldn't be as bad as putting them on David Arquette. But, mm, yeah, for me it would be. I have more respect for David Arquette than I do. <laughs> I do well, Logan Paul. Uh, sure, but David Arquette. Well, now we have respect for him because he, you know, now he's become like a, a deathmatch guy. Yeah, and you know, because he he trained and he's he's wanting to get he he was looking to he was trying to earn that respect, which yeah. I get. Logan Paul's been trying to earn the respect. I get it, but it's just I was talking to Savannah. Anybody who doesn't know, my Savannah's my oldest daughter. She's a wrestling fan. Uh, I was talking to her and I was telling her about this match, and she's like, "Why is Logan Paul getting a world title match?" She's like, how many matches has he had? I said, two. This will be his third one. And she's like, why is he getting a title match? And I'm like, because the Saudi Saudi government that's, you know, paying for the show, you know, he's a big deal over there. He's, social, you know, social media and everything. And they wanted him involved. So WWE put him in the match against Roman. Which... Okay, yes, it's going to draw money. Yes, it's going to I mean, with that sweet Saudi money. It's going to draw money. It's going to put a, it's going to draw eyes because everybody's going to watch just to see if they are bold enough to put the title on Logan Paul. And it's his made, brother and his brother Jake will be there. Yep. Um yeah, speaking of people that aren't allowed in certain countries, you know. Yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that but, <sighs> Talk yeah. about sketch. It's like mm. that dude. I mean, he he tries to show up in Japan. They're like, no, uh, uh-uh, yep. go like, get nope. out, get out, don't even get off the plane. Don't Just... even get. You know, you know, <laughs> we'll make we'll make that plane turn around in midair mm-hmm. and go back. And yeah, you know, and now I think it'll actually be a better match than what people, you know, would yeah think it would it's, be. It's not going to be a squash. And Roman is enough of a professional. Roman's going to give. A lot of himself to Logan Paul to make Logan Paul look credible, but in the end, Logan Paul's taking a Superman punch and a spear, and and a guillotine, and hopefully a guillotine, and either get choked out or knocked out, and he's going home. I would say the guillotine because the guillotine, and I said it's kind of weird. It's one of the best moves to lose to if yeah. you don't tap, if you pass because- out. Yeah, if you pass out of the move, then it it doesn't make you look it doesn't make you look weak if you pass out in the exactly. guillotine. Exactly. And I have a feeling that's gonna happen. I mean, I'll see Roman Reigns with the guillotine. Um and they'll they'll also knock out Jake Paul, which I'll actually I'll I'll be honest with you, I'll kinda enjoy that. I will pop for that if they yeah. if, <laughs> yes. so, um I don't know. If no oh, Solo Sokoa is there, they didn't mention anything about Paul Heyman. Um, yeah, I was wondering because, yeah, I was wondering if Heyman was going to be there because Heyman wasn't at Cardiff either. Hmm. Nobody came out with Roman. That's when Solo interfered. Yeah, he, yep. Yeah, and because but, but there was you, no. You could definitely tell he's related to the Usos too. Yeah. because when he had that he, hoodie on. He looks just like Rikishi. Yeah. 
The other and, two, no, the, Jimmy and Jay, not so much, but Solo looks just like Rikishi. Uh, and of course, we know that I mean, you're just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> um, but even though Rikishi, I mean, he weighed 400 pounds, that dude was that dude like, could move, he, he was like a cat, yeah. Um, yeah, that's my call on that one. Reigns with the guillotine. Uh, there will be shenanigans, but he's still going to take it. Oh, yeah. There's going to be shenanigans. Logan's Paul's going to try to knock him out because they're hyping up the the hand with the screw, the broken hand with the screws in it. Uh, Roman said something on Raw uh, to The Miz. He's like, because The Miz tried to come out and cut a deal or whatever. And Roman's like, why is everybody talking about Logan Paul knocking me out? And then he hit hit The Miz with the Superman punch. He's like, they should be talking about me knocking Logan Paul out. And I think this animosity between Jey Uso and everybody else, mm-hmm. they're going to kind of, that's going to kind of subside. They're not going to, at some point, they're going to have Jay and Roman in a match or Jay oh, yeah. and Jimmy in a match. Yeah. And or J- actually, Jay and Sammy would be the match. Jay, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but they're obviously not going to do that over there because Sammy's not going to be there. He's like, well, yeah. see you later. Have yeah. fun storming the castle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, even though Sammy, he'd be <laughs> dude. He's even though he's a heel, everybody is loving some Sami Zayn right now. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and he even though he and he also looks like uh, Fidel Castro right now too. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm actually looking forward to watching this one. You know, I, there's like you said, there's only one match which I'm not looking forward to seeing. Um, and there's only one match that's going to be kind of scientific. Um, you know, but the rest of it, I mean, it, it's going to be enjoyable. I don't think it'll be a five-star event. Um, no, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be enjoyable. I think it'll be a good match, to, mm-hmm. a good show to watch. Um, and, and every time you talk about Savannah, I just want to challenge her to a game of chess just, just to see. Dude, she's good. I've been trying to beat her. I got close a couple of weeks ago and then <laughs> lost my focus and I made one one stupid move and she saw it and that was it. So she looks at the chessboard and she's like Goodwill hunting. She just sees Beethoven. I, I don't know what she sees. I just know that girl sees that board better than anybody we've ever played with. And we've done tournaments, and she sees the board better than people we played in tournaments. Oh, she's—I mean, she is that good. And it's like sometimes she has beaten me in five moves. <laughs> wow! Just, like eff- effortless, just like yeah, just <laughs> checkmate. And I'm like, and you taught her the basics on how to play. I taught her how to play, and then yeah. now she's untouchable. Uh, and see, that makes me scared, but at the same time, it makes me <laughs> go, I, I just, I gotta know. I gotta yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. She's um, wanting, she's wanting to play my brother. And I said, you don't want that because if you beat him, he's never going to play you again. And then if he wins, he's never going to play you again. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like <clears throat> nine years ago, I finally beat my dad in Yahtzee for the mm-hmm. first time ever. Yeah, and I looked at him and said, "I ain't playing you anymore." <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm, that's it. I'm going out as champion. I yeah, mean, I retired. Yep, and but and I'm pretty sure you know you look at thing. I don't let my kids win. 
If they win, they do it on their own. That oh, that's way, how it, no, you, yeah, yeah. you've got you've got to earn that. No, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to blitzkrieg somebody, but at the You're same right. time, you know, if they win, they have to learn how to do it on their own because that way they. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. But all right, so, um, like I said, next Thursday, we mm-hmm. might have an you know an interview lined up. Um, Monday, more than likely, will be a review. Yep. Of Crown Jewel. Of yep. Crown Jewel. Just kind of depend on what all's happening. And we're trying to get other other interviews lined up. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just talking about that before. Yeah. Uh, and I will have to hit that person up to see if we can maybe do that other extra thing next week. So, um, and I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but until we talk again, my friend, good night. All and right. God bless. God bless.